Welcome back, everybody, to the talk shop. Season 7, episode 13? Uh, drumroll. 12? Uh, what's the most recent uh, one? I think it's 12. 10. It's 12. Is it 12? Okay, never mind. It's 12. Last one is 11. It's on my desktop. Okay, that's what I looked at, <laughs> looked at too. I apparently deleted a couple of recent ones. It's been a while. Well, actually, has it been a while? No, no we're on schedule. Know. The last on one schedule. was a while. Yeah. All right. Very good. We're on somewhat of a schedule. Well, welcome back, everybody. As stated previously, I'm Tom, joined today by... Uh, homeless hotel prisoner, Corey. <laughs> a superior human with a home, Sam. Drew. Very good. You know what I love is having a house. <laughs> having a place to I live. I had a house. I just love... <laughs> nothing better than not being in a hotel. Am I right, Tom? <laughs> That's you true. know, staying up late watching movies was fun for about three days. And now it's just, <laughs> you want to know what happened to me today? Actually, this is, uh, this is, this, this like just happened. All right. The thing I never, ever would have thought of. Do you have any idea the war crime that's happening in my refrigerator right now? Like I haven't at been at your house and my house. Yeah. I haven't been home in oh, okay. six weeks. Do you know what, it, what is going on in my fridge? It's horrifying. I'm, I think like different races of molds are, <laughs> Having a war. Yeah, they're having a race war, yeah. I like that you went straight to race war mold. That's a brilliant mind right there. That's a good bit. I was gonna, I was gonna make the you see Sam, I'm preoccupied with race. Uh, the the cheese mold see thinks it's better than the bread mold. Yeah. And the yogurt mold, they everyone thinks is a joke. I didn't think mold could grow on kielbasa, but it, it honestly is like every single thing in my fridge is absolutely fucking revolting can't believe it here's what you do you yeah, take a picture of that cool. you take a picture of it you go home okay, you take a yeah. picture of it you uh, hang it up in an art, you, you hang it up in an art museum with the name like uh inevitability or reflections <laughs> reflections on the decay of decency <laughs> and you sell it you sell the fridge for like a couple million bucks easy yeah okay easy. get your boy jeffy b on the line Say, so, yeah, hey, I got something for you. It's a commentary about white supremacy. It's malignant. <laughs> it spreads to everything. It's true. This podcast, for example. Yeah, where? <laughs> just just kidding. Where do we get off? Where do we get off <laughs> thinking that we should have a... Where do we get off on having a podcast? True. What do we oh, have to true. say? What What possible value do we have to offer to the planet? Only a couple mm. white boys would ever record themselves for five years. <laughs> True. Well, I mean, like, there's always there's the meme of like doing the twenty three and me, and you find out like you're like one six hundred thousandth percent African, right? Yeah. And people uh -huh. are like, oh, yep. I'm African. Uh, so both my parents did it, and it came back, and it might as well have just said white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. English, German. I don't know yeah. something else. It's like all Nordic, Lithuanian. That's why know. I've never done it. I mean, come on, you've seen me. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I wouldn't even get a breakdown of race. It would just be, it would literally be a piece of Wonder Bread that would come back. In it would yeah, just say <laughs> white just boy. just mail you yeah. a slice of bread. <laughs> there you go. This is your result. That's, that's like a. You are this. That's like a last day on the job at 23 and <laughs> me meme. You uh, do that to one person. <laughs> you'd, um, I would get, I would just get a envelope back. I'd open it up and it'd be like, tell us the truth. Do you have a podcast that nobody listens to? <laughs> I don't know, magic envelope. <laughs> oh, man. 
What's Good new? times. You know what? You know what? You know what? I'm doing differently this week. This episode. What's that? <clears throat> Screw you, Corey. I don't want to hear anything about your life. Tom, okay. tell me yes. about what's what's up in your world. Let's focus on you today. Let's do a deep dive. Uh-oh. I want to I want it to be spring cleaning inside your soul. I want to <laughs> I want to seep inside you like a venom. <gasps> venom. Got to get venom. Venom. You're venom. You're never going to know what hit him. Uh-oh. We're going to get sued by Eminem oh, for no. doing that. Imagine, very accurate representation of his song Venom. Imagine if that's Alan how we Theaters. found out Eminem was one of our one, one of our few. <laughs> he was, he's one of the six. He's like, I'm disappointed in you guys. I was yeah. a fan. He calls up. I've really loved you guys. I had it worked out with Dre. I was about to get you this deal with Spotify. Then you had to make fun of of my personal favorite song, Venom. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wasn't written to cash a check. How much do you think it costs to get a bespoke song written for you by Eminem? Oh, who a hundred k? It's gotta be. Oh, it's gotta be like a hundred million. Are you no. like? It's gotta be insane. Ten million. Ten dollars. I think. <laughs> I think. I'm pretty sure I saw him like on the corner, the street. <laughs> you think Eminem gets out of bed for a hundred thousand dollars? He was no busking. Way. He was busking for change <laughs> at the bus station. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Sam. Go ahead. We're what if Shady console. was one of us, just a slob like one of us? No, just what's up, Tom? What's going on with you? What's your biggest fear right now? What are you most afraid? <laughs> biggest fear? Yeah, what what keeps you up on nights when you can't sleep? Well, I just heard that some more uh, media companies are combining Time Warner and Discovery. Is that true? Yeah. Damn. So yeah, it's like ruining HBO Max. Yeah. So is that going away? That scares me. Oh, actually, it doesn't really. Wait, how does it that affect you? Do they have a discovery deal or something? Well, there's, I don't know. There's like the rights between the two companies is kind of whack right now, and I think they're probably just going to axe HBO Max and have like a separate app for Time Warner <laughs> Discovery Damn. now, which is like, I don't know, man. That it's blows. getting so tiring, and I'm so sick of it all. So that keeps me up at night thinking about having to change my. Uh, password and migrate my account to a new service. One day you'll need to subscribe to Breathe, man. It's true. <laughs> One day you'll need an air subscription, man. Breath and Plus. Yeah, I was just about to say Oxygen Plus. You beat me. Nah, life's good, man. Okay. I'm chilling. All I'm right. working. Yeah. Uh, trying to find better uses of my time. Uh, trying to commit to doing stuff. Oh, yeah, he's on that stuff. blender train. I am on a blender train right now, which has been pretty fun. It's always okay. Maybe you can explain for this Sam to me. though, real quick. Blender is not. It's not like smoothie blender. Thank it's you. Like, yeah, okay. it's a program. <laughs> I was it's like three D mm, modeling program. I'm very sad to admit that I. Ah, I shouldn't even admit this. I really thought that you were about to like start sharing like smoothie recipes. <laughs> I think like it was like a health kick. <laughs> I, was to do, I was about like if you hadn't told me that, I was one breath away from being like. Oh really? Well, do you like strawberries and bananas? Like completely unironically. <laughs> that's the only. That's the only way to go, brother. <laughs> Maybe you can explain uh, this to me, Tom, because like uh-huh. I, this is just something that never connected with me. I don't understand how. I've installed Blender before. Okay, like years ago. Yeah. I really don't understand how um <clears throat> how you go from like the totally empty plane to like having like shapes and like real objects. Like how how does that what do you make them out of? How does that work? So 
that's the kind of it's funny because all right well just for like you have nothing i want to make like a toaster it's like i really like i I, like even just like in like the abstract like i just don't get how that works i'm going to share a picture of something i did today this is based on a tutorial it's not something i just invented out of my own brain because i'm uncreative but uh i'll share it in the chat just for everyone to see Mm -hmm. one second too many windows Bop. that thing so for listeners at home who obviously aren't in our discord channel <laughs> it's like a ray gun looking thing like a old 50s pulp sci-fi device the okay so the main body part so if you imagine it's like a up kind of a bulbous shape with like a nozzle that comes out and there's like an end cap to the nozzle and it's like gun shaped i don't know this is going to be really exciting content. But anyway, <laughs> the main bulbous shape is literally just like... Actually, it started as a cylinder with like eight sides. Okay. And then you can just like stretch it out, kind of roughly shape it how you want. Then you smooth it out and everything. Like everything is made from very basic shapes. So you just start with like basic ass shapes and then you just fuck with them until they look, <laughs> they look the yeah, way you Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. Like, it's, <laughs> like I, when I saw this was one of the upcoming tutorials from this guy I've been kind of learning from i was like wow that's intensely complicated but then he just starts doing it it's just like oh i'm gonna make a cube here and then i'm gonna do a bunch of this shit to it and now it doesn't look like a cube anymore and uh that's pretty much how it works okay cool cool (laughs) yeah very cool (laughs) sam's being an asshole for no reason okay not for no reason (laughs) kidding i'm kidding kidding. No, this is like, like I, I, yeah, like I said, the guy installed it years ago. I never really even, just, just like to fuck around with it, I never like put any effort into like, you know, tutorials or whatever, like figuring out what was going on. And it was like, I was like, well, I'm a, I'm a techie person. I can figure out my way around most things. And I fucking fire up the old blender and it's like, oh shit. Like I, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. It's like, if you're just like uh, clicking around like you would with any other program, it's like, you cannot. You have to learn quick keys, yeah. otherwise your life will be living hell forever. But, uh, yeah, so I've been doing stuff like that. Uh, you know, coming home from work, drinking some beer and watching TV, wears a little thin after a while, and you mm. start thinking, maybe I should do something better with my time. So I'm Drink liquor instead. More, yeah, make it, make the pain go away. <laughs> I'm trying to find more creative things to do with my free time, or not even necessarily creative, just like productive things. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, most of it revolves around creative things that I am gravitating to. But I don't know. Um, I think we've talked about creativity in the past on the podcast. Just like it's like a muscle like anything else. You kind of have to work at it. Otherwise, it dries up and withers away. Mm-hmm. Anybody else have any creative stumpings I've been... or advice? Uh. Man, I've been trying the last few podcast, the last few weeks, I'm trying to put together good like video game like drum intro things. Yeah. I just can't hook up with one. I can't get a good one. It's not coming to me. <clears throat> the, we're do, do, we're on the struggle bus a little bit here. We did do a lot of the iconic. <laughs> yeah, see, just like that, Sam. So if we look at Sam's drawing, Sam just sent a, a basically a, a perfect replication in MS Paint of what I did in yeah. Blender. 
it's the same principle, right? So he's got like the sphere. That's the main body of it, right? Yeah, okay. Yep. So it's a, just a basic shape. But you see in the context of the whole thing, including the little uh, <laughs> nubbin <laughs> coming off the bottom for the handle, like it's you cannot be mistaken for anything else than <laughs> some sort of firearm. True, yeah. So really, that's that's basically, like he's already surpassed me. Surpassed Metal Gear, even. <laughs> he is a artist to surpass Metal Gear. Yes. Can I bring up something about Metal Gear that's been driving me crazy? <laughs> this is something we've been texting yeah, this about is something, lately. Yes, this is something that really bothers me about Metal Gear. <laughs> and this Please. Is, to to answer ahead. your question about what what have I been doing in my spare time, well, I've been remembering the video games I played when I was eight years old with a very with a fine-tooth comb. I've not played Metal Gear since I don't remember the first time, I, the last time I played the original Metal Gear. But suddenly it occurred to me, and I would love for anybody to answer this for me. Uh, the basic concept of the original Metal Gear Solid, which was the third game in the series overall, just for any of you purists out there, I do know that. Was that Isn't Snake it had the fourth to... game technically? Is it? That because it's MGS three, Peace Walker, Metal Gear Solid five, then Metal oh, Gear Solid? like in I was doing it in order they actually were released, not in the story. Uh, there oh, was there was I the original you. Metal Gear and the Metal Gear Two, not then, canonically chronologically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. Um, but the the whole concept, right, was that Snake has to go and he doesn't know it, but he's going to fight his twin, the the lesser twin of the Le and Fon spoilers project, <laughs> right? Spoiler. <laughs> was that not the the con and like the whole government knew that he was going in to fight his basically his evil twin, Liquid Snake? Yeah, it's, and it's like a it's a deep conspiracy thing that kind of unfolds over the course of the game that you find this stuff out as and snake world peace and nuclear war are on the table. So it's pretty important, right? Mm -hmm. And snake was going to find out about this during the mission, no matter what. Right. I, I would assume so. Yeah. So why didn't they just dress snake up like liquid and send him right in? Why does he have to swim through <laughs> Alaska? He has to swim like the Alaskan ocean. <laughs> And he has to go through pure ice. Well, you see, he doesn't sound anything <laughs> like Liquid. He doesn't have Snakes to say like anything. this. And Liquid's like, <laughs> hello, brother. <laughs> <laughs> is he that is how you true. know he's the it's bad so guy? Great. He talks oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. He, he, absolutely he has a has British a accent. So <laughs> and he literally, <laughs> he literally is in the game. He's like, I'm just your dark shadow snake. <laughs> I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to like, destroy the world. Dude, it would be so It would be so fun to be a professional voice actor and get a gig like that where you get to just go off fucking off and just do, <laughs> do like but the then stupidest you have, voice. Then you have Kojima like <laughs> correcting your phrasing in English when his first language <laughs> is Japanese and you're like, I don't think this is how people talk. <laughs> I will say that I'm about 100% sure that Hideo's probably a complete ass to work for. Well, he's clearly very particular, which is why he's not at Konami anymore. Yeah. Like, he well, no, needed I, another probably three years to finish Metal Gear Solid Five. I think that's his problem. And now he's developing for Xbox. And I guarantee you that the story is always the same. He's a brilliant mind, so everybody's excited to get him. And <laughs> I think it's just the same thing over and over again. They get him. They're like, oh, hell yeah, we got Hideo Kojima. He's going to make us a classic once-in-a-lifetime kind of game. A decade later, they're yeah. like... And then it's hey, like, hey, maybe we release this. We've sunk a lot of money. Yes, into it's like, we have just finished modeling the yep, player character. Yep. <laughs> it's like, it's look like you at get how him, realistic and then it's the like, fist is. And then it's like the old story 
uh, with like Buckethead recording with Guns N' Roses where like yeah. he, he wouldn't play unless they built him a chicken coop in yeah. the studio. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, <laughs> what did we do? <laughs> they promised him free because like they're all about it. And I, I guarantee you they mean it when they sign him. They're like, we're never going to pressure, pressure you on time. We're yeah. going to give you full creative well, freedom. Because they're used to working with normal, relatively people. <laughs> Right, and then seriously, they're eight eight years and a couple hundred million into this thing, <laughs> <laughs> and and the gameplay demo is a triangle floating through the sky. I really have a hard time. But look how smooth I it is. Generally, dislike Konami, um, and they did do Kojima kind of dirty after they dropped him. Whatever, uh, like the Game Awards, like like not letting him, you know, whatever stuff like that. But goddamn, can you imagine giving someone like two hundred million dollars? And you can't get them to like compromise on anything. And it was seriously like eight years, wasn't it? <laughs> it, it was would like be eight so, years later. Oh my god, that would but be that would like consider. if you're that's if you're like an executive at Kono, that's the kind of thing that t- takes years off your life. Like that's true. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. One thing to consider with that whole thing is they developed a game engine. Yeah. From yeah. The from scratch during that time, which is like a monumental effort. Yeah. To do that. And. I mean, that probably accounted for the first three quarters of that game's development probably, before yeah. it was released. It's got to be at least half as hard as making a ray gun on blood. <laughs> it does. It, I mean, I, I'm i not going to brag or anything, but I think this is pretty close to that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. I don't know. Dude, okay, I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm only making the joke because I'm like, there's a point where you're like waist deep in a joke and you just have to go all the way in and drown in it, right? Like you just have mm. to. It's a yeah. it's it's cool, and I have no idea how difficult it is. But I see the reflect like it's not difficult. So when I'm looking at the reflection, it looks like you have like a house reflection on there. Did you have? It's to just d- a generic. Uh, it's called an HDRI, Sam. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. That's what it is. I, I was trying. <laughs> I was trying to come back because I don't want to just sit here and shit on you. I, but like at some point, I kind of feel like I have to because that's the bit at this point. I feel committed to it. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like, what do you do? What do you do when you get halfway into a bit and realize you don't like the bit? Abandon it and hope everybody forgets <laughs> that it never even Pretend started. Pretend it never happened. Yeah. My guess is that you just post it like this half-assed laser gun. <laughs> well, Jesus. I mean, full honestly, I actually just glanced back at the, the the Discord chat, and I couldn't tell which one was mine for a second. I oh, yeah, true, yeah. I, had that. So, I didn't want to say anything. I had that problem, too. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but anyway, why didn't they just send Solid Snake in pretending to be his brother? They could have done a voice module. They have codec technology. I think even the key cards, like, they use the salt of your body to open doors. Like, along that same line of thinking, because the colonel, right, he's 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 your source of truth for throughout the whole game. And, like, at the beginning, he knows, like, nothing. But then, like, as things are revealed, he's like, oh, it can't be this thing that I know exists. But it's definitely couldn't have been that. But it is. It's like the, none of this information seemed pertinent to what was happening that you needed to relay it ahead of time. Weren't they lying like, to no him? S- <laughs> Actually, doesn't yeah, you Doesn't right. it come they out that he, well, like, knew everything and, like, they lied to him to get him there for some was reason? Was that near, like, yeah. We should play through the game again. Because they played dumb. Which which, which Metal Gear Solid is this again? The original on PlayStation. If there was a way to do it, I would love to play through it again. Because like, it's hard to do analysis of something you don't even really remember. I would say yeah, remembering is a pretty integral part of uh, analyzing things. (laughs) That's true. So to answer your question, I don't remember. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, but uh, I just remember the whole point was fox die. They wanted to get the fox yep. die virus and to kill everybody. Yes, it would have been so much easier just to have Snake walk in pretending to be Liquid. Liquid would have eventually come up to him and been like, "Oi, I'm the real Liquid." Oi, what is? Also- <laughs> Go ahead. And then he would have died, and they could have just done that. You know, probably he would have seen everybody in the meantime. This game took place in the late '90s, right? Like it was contemporary. Yeah, it was cutting edge. When Could it came they out. not have just like if they really if if the U.S. government really just wanted Liquid dead, why didn't they just like anthrax bomb the shit out <laughs> of the, like the the base and just kill everybody? Like if that was their that was the goal from the start. Why did they like? Oh, we need to do this quietly with one random guy. Well, it's not like a random. Isn't like the whole point that the only person that could fight Liquid is Snake? I, I that I because like you know Liquid what else ta- can fight Liquid? Liquid, Liquid takes, smallpox. Liquid takes on like two jets in a helicopter, right? So he's not like. Oh <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, it's like in the that he flies that part, his hind D. Yeah, that's that part, that part I remember extremely. Oh, I think man, he was on foot. Okay, never mind. No, he gets in his helicopter. He's like, <sighs> I have to go swat some annoying flies. I do. And he goes up and, like, he takes down two, like, M16s. In a helicopter. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> very common. What I was, heard. okay, well, I need the lore now. What was the Fox Die virus? What makes that special? It was a genetically programmed virus uh, that was, because, like, the whole point of Metal Gear Solid 1 is genes. Like, that's gene therapy and gene, because we were getting ready to uh, fully code the genetic structure of humans at the time. Like, we'd figured out the, the genetic Oh, the human genome. It was a big yeah, deal. yeah. yeah. Like even like end of the world movies were like called you know like the Omega Code genetics and like we we thought the idea back then believe it or not was that we were going to figure out the human genome and then we were going to be able to edit it however we wanted to and create superhumans. Like there, that's was, actually, um, we, there was um there was that really period thought, with like Mission Impossible. Which one was which which one had two Seymour the Chimera virus? Two, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Philip Seymour Hoffman was three. Actually, two and three were kind of the same fucking movie, weren't they? They're all kind of. The same. It, was, it was like it was like Chimera, <laughs> and then it was the Rabbit's Foot. It was literally the same fucking movie. Yeah, I it really realized. was. That's but, actually one of the reasons I don't like them as much as you guys. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, there was like that period of time, whenever that was, like early two thousands or something. Whenever that movie was, every single action movie was about some kind of vial full of like green, green news. glowing juice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And The Rock. Yep. Remember The Rock when they were going to shoot the <laughs> missiles? Literally full of flasks of green glowing juice. Uh, teenage this is br- the bad juice. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 was all about the ooze. That's the true. secrets of the ooze and there within. I got to say, they Kojima does seem to know or does seem to pretty frequently pick topics that become way more popular 10 years later. Or like... He is very good like at predict doing that, the yeah. future, oh, more yeah. or less. He's a genius. I mean, like, he's beyond brilliant. But one of my favorite things in an interview was like, so people, Kojima, people say your games are prophetic and that, that they uh, they end up uh, predicting something that people hadn't thought of that is now reality, What like how we exist. He's just like, well, I wish that was true because then hopefully they could have made more money. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's where I was going with it. So so that that's going back to the... Sorry, listener, you're going to have to jump around with us a little bit. Our attention span is what it is. We were going back to the fact that, that people keep hiring Kojima, and then eight years later, he hasn't done anything. You know what I mean? Like, he's just getting started. Imagine being Sony, and you pay however much they got to get Kojima Productions, an exclusive game by him. And it took another 10 years or whatever to come out. 
And it's literally a walking simulator. Where it's you death stranding. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Can you imagine the executives in those meetings, like playing the? De- <laughs> yeah. Just like I don't get it. I'm just delivering packages. Uh, you get the slide yes. deck, and it's like, well, who who are the antagonists? Well, you see, there are these mentally ill people who are addicted to delivering packages. <laughs> and you're like, They'll stop at, at nothing to deliver packages. Wait. You so don't understand. wait. So these guys are trying to steal your boxes, right? Yeah. Oh, so, so like for the stuff that's in him? No. Wait, why are they stealing him? Oh, because they want to deliver him instead of you. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> that wait, game what? is so good. <laughs> it is a good game. But I'm trying to imagine the poor executive. You got to think of the executive. Somebody's got to oh, think of them. Somebody's got to. Somebody's got to think about the poor executives. When they saw like the tar whale and like the people in Egyptian masks and all this great imagery and they're like, oh, hell yeah, this game's going to make us every dollar in the world <laughs> this when they finally got yeah, to playing it this this feeling is going to be lost to time like no one's going to remember because like the game is out and everybody's played it and whatever but like do you, do you guys remember but they dropped the first teaser at like some e3 or something right and it had like yeah. all the imagery um, yeah the weird like spaceman and like yeah a bunch of other they hyped the fuck out of this game and they spent a trillion dollars marketing it and up until day one of the game coming out, nobody knew what it was about. <laughs> yeah. Nobody knew what the game was. There I were so many like reviews. All the theories flying around. Yeah. Like based on just like random crap. Yeah. In the like what, what do you like do in the beach, game? There's a bunch of dead crabs. <laughs> yeah. That was the thing. And there was a baby in a man. Yeah. yeah. That shit was crazy. I can remember when the reviews came out and a lot of the reviews had titles like, no, really, you just walk around you deliver boxes <laughs> like no that's really what it is don't let anyone fool you this is all you do the uh, entire game i can remember watching reviews and it was just people walking up mountains and walking around i don't think we're gonna to have over i don't think it's gonna be a while before we have another game like that so i'm just, I'm just like i'm i'm relishing the moment in time another where like eight none years of us until knew. kojima puts out his new postal service yeah game. we're like <laughs> that that was crazy I remember being like hyped, like like trying to figure out what the fuck the game was gonna be, and like they knew what they had, and they weren't they were <laughs> they very I, deliberately weren't gonna show people what the game was like, and like we we're gonna let them play it and you know well, make up their own mind. And then like two or three E threes later, they showed the first gameplay demo, and it was just like a comically large stack of boxes on Norman Reedus's <laughs> oh, yeah. back, and he had an extendo ladder, and people were like. <laughs> Are you just like a FedEx guy? Like that's the game? And then it was like, oh, I don't know. Is it? Is it just the game? Is it? I remember that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. I forgot about that. Good game though. I mean, I'm not hating. It was one of my best of that year. It just definitely. That's that's probably the greatest triumph of like premise versus execution. Because the premise is like the most boring shit imaginable. You walk across basically a 3D render of Iceland (laughs) and with boxes on your back and you deliver them to outposts where you don't actually see the people, you just see their holograms. And then it ended up being one of the most memorable memorable games I've played in like recent memory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. I wish they'd take that engine and make some other games in it though. It's got to have capabilities we can. Well, they got to use it to make uh, like the fucking what are they called? Like the gambling games, <laughs> the, the pachinko machines. Pachinko. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. it. Konami needs to like fucking do something with the Fox Engine besides the Metal Gear Survive game. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's guys. A good. Anyway. Oh, go ahead. 
I was just going to say it's a good engine. Oh, Nothing. I was going to say, before we go on to our next topic, I believe we have an ad read here. Uh, this one's for you, Sam. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for no reason in particular. I just wrote your name in the in Wait, the hang on. Intro, oh, wait, so wait, 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 wait. If you're reading Sam's and Sam's reading yours, oh, yeah. do I read okay. my own? No, here. I'll send this to you. This is yours, actually. Okay. Uh, just don't say Sam. Say <laughs> I mean, uh, no, we didn't Sam. talk about this beforehand. I want you to be me. I want you to be me reading the ad. <laughs> hey, everybody. Oh, no, I knew it. You <laughs> it's Sam here. I'm just going to look at your ray gun. <laughs> because we have a bit of a meta announcement. After five years of market <laughs> research and focus groups and raising $10 million in funding, we're excited to announce the Talk Shop merch store. Personalized extra clacky grill tongs, our own in-house generic brand cough syrup, and TTS branded multicolor plastic cutlery. This is just a fraction of what you have to look forward to in the all-new Talk Shop merch store. Perfect, perfect for <laughs> gifts of every imaginable occasion. Oy vey! Did you forget about your cousin's bar mitzvah? Be a mensch <laughs> take advantage <laughs> of our same-day shipping. Your cousin will love his new TTS-branded lawnmower grass catcher bag. Steal the show at the baby shower with with our, I'm assuming, patented <laughs> designed titanium dancing pole. Or make a good impression at parent-teacher conferences with our beer drinking hat, customized to fit full-size liquor bottles. Wherever you are, we definitely have something you'll want. So come on and check out the TTS Merch Store at TTSMerch.com. That's TTSMerch.com. Okay, Thanks, now listen merch. here, you bastard. I don't even sound like that. It's not even funny. It didn't even sound like me, okay? Yeah, I'm sorry. That was a bit of a, a reach, I think. <laughs> My uh, wife he, says, my wife's boyfriend says my voice is sexy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> TTSmerch.com. Check it out. That's not real. Don't go yeah. there. I don't know what's going to happen if you go there. Probably nothing, but you never you'll know. Probably get, it's porn. I promise it's porn. <laughs> or you'll be able to download more RAM, which is a good thing. My guess True. is that's Corey porn. I really, it's probably picture of Corey's dong. It's just rule 34 for our podcast, even though nobody knows what we look like. He didn't force it on you. You mm. went to it yourself. True, you, and you knew. And I have the deniability of saying, "Oh, well, it was a joke." Like I wasn't. It's being the serious, dick pic that you it... went to. He, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't send it to you. You went to it. All right. I have a question. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. I don't know enough vegetarians or vegans to 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 know this. This is just me. You thinking, don't want to okay? know them. Do you think? Okay. How committed, like morally, are vegetarians to the idea of not ever eating meat? Do you think these people, or do you think there's like a bunch of vegetarians that are like, fuck, I just like, I love meat so much, but I just can't eat it because it's wrong. Or, or do you think that they're all like, because the, the vegetarians I know are like this, where they just don't really like meat that much. Like they could take it or leave it at best. And they're just vegans. Like, vegans are more what you describe. They're just like morally lucky. They just like morally lucked into their killing animals as a wrong position because like they just don't like eating meat anyway. It would be like me saying, "Oh, like my ethical system requires me to eat donuts and get blowjobs." 
It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! It's like, I'm, su- I'm such a virtuous. I'm imperative. such a virtuous you, you person. You just made me a believer. <laughs> yeah, look at all these donuts I ate. Yeah, and do you, do you know what I mean? I got. So, the question, my, what I was thinking was, if if we get to the point where like the lab grown meat is like fully replaces farms, right? It's like they grow it in labs. It's cheaper. It tastes better. Well, it's just it's just like magically better in every imaginable way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you think the vegetarians will eat the lab-grown meat, or do you think they'll find a reason not to eat it? Because um, if they don't eat it because they don't want it, because they don't think it tastes good, well, that's fine. That's a totally yeah. valid reason to not eat something. But you're admitting that you, you never liked it to begin with. I don't know. It kind of takes away from like the uh, the, the virtue, right? So yeah. well, you're, well, you're, you're picturing that- the person that's there that's like, Oh, good. I can finally eat meat. We won. <laughs> it's yeah. like trying to choke it down. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Just because they never well, wanted I to like admit. Lentils. Where it was like, well, they actually, in reality, they just never did it the whole time because they never liked it to begin with. And they spent all of their time harping on uh, how wrong it was to kill animals when really they actually yeah. didn't give a fuck. <laughs> so I'm not trying so to they, deflate it. They, but weren't, I mean, they, they weren't sacrificing anything. All they would have to say is, oh, man, I went so long. Now I can't tolerate the taste of meat. What a bummer. But you guys go ahead. I mean, you know, I was so yeah. committed to so, the cause. True. But but One in their I'll mind, s- they would know. Yeah. I think they already know. One thing I'll say is there is a tremendous difference between vegetarians and vegans. Yeah. And I'm not talking about diet. <clears throat> yeah. I'm yeah. talking about everybody who I've met who's like a vegetarian, like someone who's like, yeah, I just, you know, I don't eat. I don't like eat dead animals or like animals that have been killed yeah. i just have this stuff but we can have eggs and honey and all that kind of sure. stuff. sure well and, and, and they're oh, they're way more relaxed and chill and they like they're like yeah you do you man like I, it's just not for me every vegan i've met is like a goddamn like inquisitor <laughs> sure sure <laughs> they're just obsessed with the idea of like how would you eat? you can't even look at animals man you should it's yeah. wrong to look at well them. and, and i'll say as like yeah. a disclaimer for myself i totally get like you can be vegetarian and vegan whatever for whatever re- i don't get like it's totally cool like that's fine i just i mean like if you're if the reason you're doing it is because is an ethical one you have to eat the lab grown meat you have to yeah i think or you you're a huge hypocrite that's it yeah no, but if you're just like if you're if you're the whole time you've been a vegetarian for your whole life, or whatever you just oh I just don't like the taste of like whatever that's totally cool or just I, maybe it was totally arbitrary you just like oh well, I was born on a Wednesday so that means I don't eat meat like I, that's so, that's cool too I don't care but like think, that one specific reason I think vegetarians will probably be cool with eating lamb grown meat I don't think vegans will and here's the reason why I think that. Because there's obviously, like, genetic material is needed to, like, clone meat. Like, that's effectively what's going on. So that's still an animal byproduct, the genetics of the animal. Mm, So I don't, I think vegans will die, like, you know, eating their beans. (laughs) It's like, um, oh, fuck. What was, uh, after World War II, the, um... All of, like, the research data that we took from the Nazis and used it was like, well, all those people were already dead. Fuck it. Like, it's like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. not but not the Japanese. And now oh, we wait, have no. roller coasters. Yeah. yeah. And rocket ships. <laughs> True. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Don't look no. up Nazi NASA scientists. Don't look that yeah. up. Don't look up uh, Nazi medical research data. Don't look that up either. Don't look up Nazi yeah. Six Flags either. <laughs> Don't look up the fact that the only reason we know how to treat frostbite today is because they froze a bunch of people to death for fun <laughs> in, in during the Holocaust. That might have been the Japanese, though. Was it? I've told was you. It, oh, I've was t- that yeah. one them? 
Okay. I've told you guys why my favorite question when I meet people is, would you go back in time and kill Hitler, right? Have I ever said that on the podcast? It's your... What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I missed the first part. I feel part. like that's a so, pretty... Go ahead. Whenever I meet people and you're doing that awkward, like... Mm-hmm, Getting yeah, to know you. Yeah, are you a vegan? The icebreakers. Yeah. My go-to question is always, would you go back in time and kill Hitler? And every time they're like, oh, yeah, of course I would. And I'm like, well, like you know, you, ha- you have to consider. You have to consider that because of World War II, we have all these advancements. We have space travel. We have roller coasters. We have treatments for diseases. And we yeah. have advances in military science. I feel like if you think about economy it. I feel like if you think about it past, like, just one level, I feel like. I don't actually have any reason to believe that the world would be better if Hitler was ever yeah. born. <laughs> and that's... It sounds like... I mean, it's like when you say it out loud, it sounds bad. But like, if you... You know, when you think it, like, you don't have a reason to think that. Like, you have no idea what would happen if that... And there's yeah, a moment... No there's a moment that crosses people's faces when they have that thought for yeah. the first time. <laughs> it's delicious. You can get off on it. You can have to change your pants the first time you, you watch somebody morally advocate for not killing Hitler inside their brain because it's one of those things like two plus two equals four. Hitler was a bad guy. When you make somebody in their own soul fight that thought with anything other than, Oh, Hitler was bad. It's just, I love the look in their eyes. Mm. Watching the light go out. Tasty. (laughs) The cynicism sets in. (laughs) Watching the innocents leave their body in real time. (laughs) And then you watch them choke on the words as they come out. Oh, I guess I wouldn't kill Hitler. And I'm like, okay, cool. Oh, say so that into the let, microphone, please. Yeah, so you just let the Holocaust happen. So That's cool. you're okay with genocide then? I did a 23 in me, and I'm 1% Jewish. So now what's your answer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet you don't feel so smart now, do you? Oy vey. <laughs> Oy vey. Oy vey. <laughs> Dude, hear the Mickey <laughs> voice. Be a minch. Yep. That fucking killed me. Be a minch. Yeah, that was, that was great. <laughs> One mile. Well, um, what else we got on the docket, boys? Well, I want to talk about a show that you guys couldn't watch that I think is just, I don't even know how to describe it. But Oh, oh God. So. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Did yes. you watch the rehearsal, Tom? I know, Corey, you bailed yeah, out so, the first episode, right? <laughs> I, can't, I just can't. Shay and I... We had like, I don't know what. Okay, so we had like a weekend away. It was our anniversary last weekend. Yes, congratulate me. I've been married. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. How many um, years now? Six. Six Excellent. years. Oh, six sweet. horrible, awful, terrible years. <laughs> no awful, terrible, no good, very bad years. <laughs> I'm guessing that everybody has the same deal when they get married, so you're only four four years away from a hand job. <laughs> well, there's, there's some clauses associated with that agreement. Same, but. man. I'm never going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never gonna get uh, enough uh, hand books. <laughs> hand books. <laughs> it's the cryptocurrency. <laughs> um, you know, it's like so like cur- you know, like you take out the garbage, or whatever. You get five hand books, and uh, it's yeah. ten thousand hand books for one hand job. It's it's <laughs> like when you win tickets at a arcade. It's, oh, actually, this is probably a very dated reference. But you see, kids, when you, back in the day when you played arcade games, sometimes they'd print tickets for you, and then you get a whole heap of tickets, and you go, no. well, I'm going to buy the biggest toy I've ever seen, and then you get there, and it's like, oh, you can buy this comb. Do you remember you'd spend like fucking it's, it's, like 8,000 yeah. tickets on like a two-cent Chinese finger trap thing? Yeah. It's all digital now. Now you get a credit card. I was actually, I just yeah. took my daughter to one of those. It's, so now it'd be like a hand card. Put Dude, that was part of the hand, fun. Hand card was like, oh fuck! I, 
I was hearing I was hearing somebody I can't remember who it was somebody was talking about this how like um there might be something too like a lot of like the little rituals like things you had to do to get like the dopamine hit of doing fun things that is like mostly gone now of like yeah like having to go to the video store to rent a game or um I like having to like go and buy an album to listen to music or whatever and like how that's like kind of what the hipster movement is like you have all these people like writing on typewriters and like writing with like um like fountain pens and like getting into vinyl and like 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 kind of going back to the old way of doing the thing where like it takes a little bit more work but you might get a little bit more out of it i I thought that was interesting yeah i I would buy that didn't start doing film photography for that very reason i definitely wasn't what about photography sir I uh, I've been doing film photography. Ah, I I, th- I remember of... the cameras last time I was there. Yes, or at least there was one. I can't remember. I hate myself. <laughs> I is it die. a huge? Is okay. It's gotta you be have like a dark room. Are you doing all that? Like no, no, no. I no. They, like there's no justification in the universe to spend that much money. Like you have to like you have to buy chemicals for developing film. Yeah. Which expire, and they're expensive. So it's like the 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 see. This is the trap. This is like going back to hipster things. There's always like the the huge trap of that. I think gets a lot of people is people are interested in these old things, like the old way of doing things, because it's kind of cool. Like it's usually more mechanical. Like it's like you can see the design in what you're doing. Like it's like you see every step of the way. That's there's something. Mm-hmm. There's an appeal to that. But then. If you're on like Reddit or anywhere else and you're like looking for information on something, it's always the same for every possible like hobby or anything related to like th- that kind of uh, process. There is w- a correct way to do it, and without a doubt, it's always the most expensive. <laughs> True. Yeah. So there's any like online five people. Yeah. There's like five people on the subreddit. That are like, no, you really got to get yourself an XJ220, like a vintage 1945 fucking this or whatever. Uh, they only made 47 of them in the 70s. Uh, yeah, about yeah, one every like, nine you years. You can't. Like, yeah. it, you might as well just not do it if you don't have one. Uh, like, yeah, around, yeah, around the time like Haley's Comet comes around, uh, one will go up on eBay for about 17000 Uh That's a pretty good one. You could pick one up. Yeah. You know, like I got mine for about eighteen five. <laughs> you know that I th- I probably overpaid in hindsight, but you could probably get one for about seventeen. <laughs> Getting a fucking title loan to buy an old camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's it's the same shit with everything. Literally everything. Yeah. So th- that's the trap. Like it. Like there's so much of the stuff that's coming back that is like. I don't even know if it's like intentionally designed this way. I think people just like are so protective of like expensive shit, or like there's like the confirmation bias going in. Where it's just like it's a money sink the second you get into anything. Like it's it's always like you can go deeper. You should go deeper. <laughs> yeah. You don't actually care about the craft if you're not going deeper. Right, yeah. You should you should get a second mortgage on your house. <laughs> <laughs> your your fucking film camera habits. How, but anyway. Okay, the film camera okay, I have to know. How the fuck do you take a good picture of anything if you don't know what it's going to look like when you're taking it? Like, how do you know? How do you know? You don't. And that's the appeal. Okay. Like, that's the, that's fundamentally like, it's like a patience exercise. Like you were saying, like, 
people like doing the things the old way because it requires more of you to get the same output, right? Yeah, okay. And you you so it like what it what is the range of picture? Like the outcome like like does it does it range from just like looking kind of bad to looking amazing or is like how low is the floor? Is it like just totally like incomprehensible? Like if it's a really bad one or So like the cool thing about God, I'm going into hipster mode here. But anyway, the cool thing about like film photography is that prior to like 1999, there was about 80 years <laughs> of like science put into how you take a proper photograph and like what kind of film you use, what time of day, and then like all these like shutter adjustments, all this kind of stuff. Like the information is there and it's been there because it was like very specifically developed for shooting photos yeah so there's a wealth of information that is basically going unused because it it's not applicable anymore people just use digital which is fine i have like no problem with people using digital cameras but like uh the interesting thing is going back and being like wow there was people who spent their entire lives perfecting the craft of taking film photography that are just i don't are irrelevant now yeah like that was their whole pursuit in life. It's like I'm gonna make, I'm gonna have a, a system for taking the perfect photo. Uh, so the like, there's tons of information on how to do it. You can never be guaranteed that you didn't fuck up at some stage. <laughs> it, um, there like there's a lot of variables, like uh, how bright is the thing you're taking a picture of? What kind of film are you using? How fast is your shutter speed? How fast is your film? Uh, how wide is your aperture? Like, there's like a lot of things to consider when taking a photo. But if you're patient and careful, you can pretty much guarantee at least a usable output every okay. time you take a picture. Okay. So, there you go for all you film nerds out there. I hope that was sufficient. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Want to see my ray gun? <laughs> All right, Sam, what do you have for the class? What do I have for the class? Yeah. What do I well, have? We started on some other topic. What was the other topic before all this, like, hipster stuff? <laughs> I don't remember. I feel like we were on whatever. <laughs> we're talking about Doesn't vegans. Matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, vegans, vegans and then some something about, I don't remember. Anyway, yeah, Sam, what do you have? Do you well, have a ray gun? No. Didn't I think so. <laughs> Did you bring enough cynicism for the whole class to share? <laughs> don't you enjoy things anymore? Okay, now listen here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> now I've had quite I've had enough, of this. enough of this top I've had a belly full. That's <laughs> <laughs> an old man. Well, how about this, guys? Have you ever actually slayed a pussy? What's a pussy? A pussy, a kitty? A cat? Oh, I had a cat. I had a cat die. I had a cat ooh, die. Ooh, big house. oof. Wait, hang on. One of you was it one of your cats? Yeah. Oh, yeah, which for one? real. Ranger. Oh, our delightful, fat, wonderful orange cat died. Oh, we got her too I'm young. Sorry. We got her too young, and she, uh, and she uh, bonded to us and thought we were part of like her species, and she was the sweetest cat ever. Uh, the other day, I was tucking my daughter in bed, and my wife said, "Hey, I haven't seen Ranger in a while." Oh no! And uh, oh. five seconds later, I heard hysterical noises coming from the basement. And here's why I'm telling you this story. I wouldn't usually, but you need to understand that I thought it was laughter. 
Oh no. oh no! I thought my wife was laughing hysterically, so I thought that like Ranger had done something funny and scared her somehow. Uh, so when she came in and went, "Ranger's dead," I thought that it was a weird joke I didn't get. Oh no! And you need to understand that this cat was very young and had not been sick. This was very out of nowhere. We still don't know how it happened. Um, but. So I went downstairs, continually thinking that this was some kind of goof. And nope, sure enough, the cat had pooped, ran, pooped, ran, pooped, ran, jumped up on a table, and then died on the table, stretched out with a very funny Damn, that's fucked up. And here's why I bring it up, too. You've heard about pooping yourself when you die. Yes. Yep. Yeah. This cat did what I can only describe as a shotgun shit. Oh, no. All over oh, the wall. No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> this is the reality of pet ownership. For this me. is yeah, the reality true. of life because now I know. Now there's. It's not just something I've heard. Wait, about. <laughs> when you die, you know. Yeah. Now I know that when I die, I'm gonna have gonna a shotgun. I'm gonna shit. I'm not gonna poop a little bit. It's gonna be pow. <laughs> there's going to be a splatter. God help me if I'm naked facing a wall when it happens. It might just knock me Go over. out with a bang, yeah, as it were. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear about your cat. That oh, no, I didn't, I didn't say it for sad things. I said it specifically to bring up the shotgun shit because I want everyone in the world to know. That that's what happens that one when day, you die. You'll be found stretched out with a splattering of feces behind you. Everybody begs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That is an old meme. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good yeah, anyway, night. Never the other forget. thing that happened was we got it cremated because we really love our cat. Mm-hmm. We got it cremated and we put it in a vase. The cat was extremely fat. And, was uh, it so, an extra large vase? No, so it was so fat that it couldn't fit in the cat vase. <laughs> the edges. Oh, no. So I'm sitting there at the crematorium, the animal crematorium. That I'm, can't be the only time that's happened. They have to know. <laughs> I'm. Fu- they probably did. It's probably how they get off. I don't know. <laughs> so I sit there, and I'm funneling these ashes, knowing that it's not going to work. And then I just have my little plastic goldfish bag of like half my cat, and then the face oh of like God. the rest of the cat. And it occurred to me that one day, some not only am I going to shotgun shit, but one day, some mortuarian <laughs> who's having a laugh is going to give is going to give my wife a, the extra a normal small vase. sized yeah. vase. And she's going to be sitting there trying to no. pour my ashes into this thing. And there's going to oh be a whole God. other half of a bag of ashes just sitting there. There's oh no, there's no, there's no dignity. That's horrifying. Do you Even think that's if, like a, a last like scam that people try to pull? It's like, they're like, well, this is the normal sized. <laughs> <laughs> this is the the average person size, and then uh, and then there's urn, a long pause. They but just it's stare way, but this it's is, way small. Yeah, this it's is, actually kind of brilliant. Oh yeah, you okay, can't I take a refund. Saying, you can't take a refund on the. I, I get it too because you can't take the refund on the vase. It's got ashes in it, so you got to. Like, oh, I'm sorry that your big fat dead person couldn't fit in our normal urn. Guess you'll have right? to get three more. Yeah, you're gonna have to buy our super urn. <laughs> yeah, the Walmart urn. Always the for Costco a buck. urn. Just the big Speaking old of, Walmart Briars ice cream tub. <laughs> Speaking of uh, saving money, by the way, on urns. Yeah. Uh, this is not related to urns, but it, it maybe we'll save you some bucks. We have another ad read mm. we got to get to. I know I'm I'm 
it's not really a natural transition, but we kind of got to, we got to get, we took their in. money. We got to do them. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, Sam, I'm sending you the copy. It's how we keep the bills on. It's how we keep the lights on. The bills. <laughs> it's how we keep the bills. bills. The bills coming in. All right. All right. Oh man. Have you ever been the victim of verbal abuse? Has someone ever said or typed anything disparaging at and or to you? Have you ever had your feelings hurt by someone or something? Say they did a high-pitched voice pretending to be you. Did that hurt? (laughs) Well, (laughs) you could be entitled to financial compensation. Call Goldberg (laughs) Feinstein. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, sorry. Call Goldberg Feinstein Bergsmith. Hammerschmidt, Silverman, Owatumba, and Johnson, (laughs) attorneys at law. We will fight for you. We will fight anyone that makes fun of you. Boss won't give you a raise. We will fight him. Some man in your favorite sports bar, Applebee's, calls you a fruit. We will fight him. Your hairstylist claims your hair may be thinning. We will fight her. Your mother asking why you don't seem to like girls? We will fight her. Call Goldberg, Feinsteinberg Smith, Hammerschmidt, Silverman, Owatumba, and Johnson, attorneys at law today. Use code TalkShop for a free consultation at Goldberg, Feinsteinberg Smith, Hammerschmidt, Silverman, Wombatumba. And Johnson, <laughs> attorneys at law.com. Big shout out to them. Thank you. Thank yeah, you, Goldberg, Feistead, Bergsmith, Hammered Schmidt, Silverman, Oatamba, and Johnson. Appreciate it. Attorneys at law. Yeah. Don't don't be a victim. True. Take charge of your life. I Hire a bunch no- of lawyers to physically fight people for you. I just got an email that they are coming to fight me for making fun of Tom's ray gun. Oh, shit. They are on their way here. They, I actually got an email, too, that says they're going to fight me for doing that silly voice. Ah, man. Well, they so are. So I, I, I don't know if I'm getting, uh, uh, if I'm getting uh, Goldberg, <laughs> Feinstein, Berg, Smith, Hammerschmidt, Silverman, Oatumba, or Johnson. It could be any one of them. <laughs> One of the partners. It's like a Kinder Egg, you just or a McDonald's toy. Yeah. You just don't know until they show up. You're like, man, I hope I get Feinsteinberg Smith. You know. <laughs> oh man, good one. Oh, we were gonna talk about Nathan for you, or no? Oh, the rehearsal. Yeah, yeah, a yeah. Long yeah, time yeah. That's what we were doing. Oh yeah, I was saying we went away for the weekend. <laughs> oh yeah, for the anniversary. Like Twenty minutes and then ago. It just, yeah, yeah, that okay. like way way off. <laughs> And for some reason, I, we decided it'd be a good idea. I'm going to have to play that back to see how we ended up at old school photography from yeah, the rehearsal. I don't, yeah, I don't know. We talked about but hand we, jobs for a while, too. Like, there was no, like, smooth bridge there. That's true. But anyway, we decided, to, like, we would, for some reason, subject ourselves to watching this show called The Rehearsal, which is, like, the follow-up to Nathan for You, which, for an anniversary trip, this is just some, I, I don't know, advice for anyone listening who's married. You know, maybe don't. <laughs> maybe <laughs> watch Nathan like Fielder, a bit of a mood comedy. killer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, so we watched like two more episodes. So we've I've we've seen the first three episodes, and they were hilarious. 
but they're also like it's it hurts to watch i love it so much and there's nothing else like it on the planet i don't I don't find it as cringy as you guys do because I, I feel cringe and it hurts. It never feels cringy to me. It's fascinating. <laughs> it's um, so you've seen the episode with the guy who's all about numbers, right, Tom? All about numbers where he's sitting there and they're trying to get him to move in with the, the girl that they get to fake having raising a kid. Yes. Oh, OK. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. OK. Well, first of all, so you understand the concept of the show. The show is that. The guy from Nathan for you, his name's Nathan. He um, lets people rehearse the biggest moments of their life so that they don't mess it up when they actually have to do it. And, and rehearse is like an understatement. I really don't. Like, when I was even trying to, to write you guys about this in the chat, like, I don't even know how to explain the show. Um, but some of the best bits that stand out are they want th- this guy wants to tell his friend that he doesn't have a master's degree. He's been lying about it for forever. Um, and he wants to do it over bar trivia, which he takes way too seriously. If he's too distracted by the bar trivia and he's doing poorly, he won't be able to tell his friend the truth. But he won't cheat. So Nathan goes and gets all the answers to the the trivia and he can't just tell him. So instead, they, they compile footage of all this time they spent together rehearsing for when he tells his friend. And every once in a while, randomly, like somebody will be like a, a, a land developer will be measuring a building and they'll be like, man, that's a tall building. And the land developer will be like, ah, it's not the tallest building in the world though. You know what it is? And they'll say the, the answer. And yeah. then that's one of the trivia. That's questions. the clip that's- that I saw, which was like fucking hilarious. Like, uh, yeah. Like, hey, let's go for a walk. And there was like a cop yeah. writing a ticket who like <laughs> to yeah. talking about like the war of 1812 or something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just randomly. Uh, that was then, fucking funny. But this is all going past the crazy thing, which is like, okay, so this guy goes frequents this one bar. He wants this to be the bar where he tells his friend that he doesn't have a master's degree. They literally inch for inch recreate the entire bar from scratch in a warehouse. It's true. So that this guy can go in there and feel like comfortable like it's the real thing. And they fill it with extras acting like they're at this bar for trivia night and the <laughs> and the, the the precursor to him like uh getting too distracted by the trivia is that they're like doing fake trivia it's not even real trivia it's a fake trivia for this rehearsal and he's getting too into that it's not actual bar trivia that's true it's, li- it's literally the fake trivia questions they made up like the one question that they do i think is like what's the number on the bus in speed yeah and the guy's like i really should have known that i should have known that and he's like fixating on it yeah and they can't get him to focus <laughs> they can't get him to, to even do the rehearsal it's anymore. like no you got it <laughs> so it's basically a multi-million dollar game of bar trivia at that point um another one of my favorite things is so what they learn from that because he does eventually tell his friend that i'm a master's degree but it's harder because there's actual emotional investment so later on um they're doing another thing where this guy is trying to convince his brother to give him the money that his dead father willed to him. Um, <laughs> yeah. But they can't, but they can't do it because in the will, literally it says you can't be marrying or, or seeing a gold digger or I won't give you the money. And the brother thinks that the guy is seeing a gold digger. So he won't give him the money. So the rehearsal is trying to convince the brother that the relationship is real and that's not about money, so they'll get the money. Okay? Did that mm-hmm. make any sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Sometimes yeah. it, describing this show feels like having a stroke. Uh, it, it's like a <laughs> fever dream. It really is. 
There's like so, so many layers of like meta shit happening in any episode. They do the rehearsal and Nathan's like, well, I'm worried now that there won't be the emotional commitment. Um, so, <laughs> so what he does is he has the guy who's really in the situation go to meet the actor who's pretending to be his brother in the rehearsal. When they are there, they meet the actor's pretend dad. The actor says he needs to go because he forgot about something. And so the guy who's in the rehearsal and this fake dad end up bonding. Like it's it's programmed to a T that they'll get along because like they've figured out what he likes and like what he misses about his dad. And they got this actor to pretend to be all those things. They go out in the woods and bond over like an adventure looking for gold. <laughs> Literal Wait, gold. what? Yeah, this happens, man. Yeah, the old guy, the what old the the fake dad for the fake brother has gold buried that he wants to go dig up but yep. and he has a treasure map so him and the guy who's rehearsing go and try to find it and dig it up and they rewind back to a part where the the real guy the guy who's really doing the rehearsal talks about how he deserves the money because he would literally wipe his dad's ass like when you'd poop and everything and because when he was he wasn't doing well at the end so Nathan's like, we need to recreate the full emotional experience. So when they get out to where the gold is, the actor poops himself. Oh my god! <laughs> he's, like, he's like, can you come and help me? Uh, can you come and help me here? And like, he wipes his ass, and that happens. Well, then they go back to rehearsing with the actual actor. The show's like progressing like normal. Like none of that was supposed to be the show. It's just supposed to be something that happened. And it turns out that they say that the guy, the dad, died, and he liked him so much that he left him the gold. But now the actor <laughs> pretending, pretending to be his to brother, be the brother in the, situ- the same situation <laughs> says, but I don't know that I could give you the gold, you know, knowing everything about your gold digging girlfriend. <laughs> so then they snap into a, it's a rehearsal, but it's real because he's trying to convince him that his girlfriend's not a gold digger. Oh my <laughs> so God. He'll get gold from the pretend dad. And yeah, I just don't, it's... I don't, I don't know how you conceive that. <laughs> but I have to respect the hell True. out of yeah. like, And meanwhile, like, play that back. Like, Did that make any sense? No, but it's a thing that somebody thought no, of. You have to watch happen. it to understand what's going on. And like, there's a B story the whole time with this lady who's rehearsing uh, adopting a child, and she's like, she's like insane conspiracy level like Christian lady. Oh yeah, it's great. Like and Halloween is like, the devil, and yeah. Like and, she, and so she's like they, and but they wanted to shrink down the time of raising a kid to like three months rather than you know eighteen years. True, it is a long time. So every couple weeks they swap out the the child actor for an older child actor <laughs> who's like a toddler <laughs> and then like a teenager. That's actually so, dude. You have to have like the logistics for that episode. You have to cast oh, they, like they thirty break it people. Down. They, they yeah, show you the whole process. They show you the hiring process. Can they only show work you the waivers. Seven p.m. Yep. So like you. they have to swap out for a robot baby, yeah. <laughs> and like that just cries in the middle of the oh night. Oh my yeah. god! And whenever they change something, whenever they change something about the experiment, he has to call every single parent and get it approved. And they show it. They really go into like what goes into making this happen, and it's ridiculous. Um, in the last episode I watched too. He goes back to Hollywood to get actors for these big rehearsals, and it's very hard because they have to become other people. And so he starts an acting school specifically called, like, the Fielder Method. Um, and he feels like his class isn't getting it, and they're uncomfortable, specifically one student who he kind of takes a liking to. 
So to better understand what he's feeling, after every class, he completely he has somebody act like him and completely recreates it, and he pretends to be the guy who's uncomfortable. And it goes down so many spirals all the way down as they recreate this thing. Oh, it's insanity. It's so, like looking into the abyss. <laughs> so at some point he's sitting, he's sitting in his own acting class with the fake him giving the exact same lesson he just gave and he's voiceovering. He's doing the voiceover and he's like, Oh my God, there's cameras here, HBO cameras. And I don't really understand what they're talking about. I'm nervous, but I'm also excited. <laughs> But I don't really think that the that Nathan knows what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And eventually he goes and lives in the guy's apartment and then he makes the guy move because he the guy who he's who's uncomfortable, the original guy, is trying to become someone else, so he has to go and imitate his life. And eventually he becomes that guy imitating the other guy's life. So he is that guy moving from his apartment into the other guy's apartment, pretending to be the other guy. It's just it's so just watch it. There's no, I don't know how to explain it. It's very good. Whew. It's a. Uh, it's taxing. I, I can only watch an episode at a time. I think. I can't get enough of it. I just. I love that it's so brilliant. It's very good. Um. So the folks at home, the kind folks at home, didn't get a chance on this one because we forgot to uh-huh. pick an album on the last podcast. True. But between. So- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if you want to follow along, dot, 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 ellipses, you can continue. Oh, it's yeah. You can uh, you can pause the podcast right now. Actually, not right now. After I say the album, you can pause it. <laughs> <laughs> they come back. All right, I paused it. <laughs> pause it for like a, like a year. We have a very, <laughs> we have a very obedient fan yeah. base. Uh, you <laughs> they can, pause it immediately. You can, uh, you can listen to... Uh, phenomenon by Thousand Foot Crutch, Crutch with a K, because only the edgiest Christian new metal. Uh, yeah, you can pause and listen to that if you want to come back, uh, and we're gonna talk about it. Um, I guess this is my album. I'll talk. This this was um, we gotta rate it first. Oh, I gotta rate it. Yes. Okay, I, I can't remember which one you do. We do first. Is it past me or me now? No, now, now, now? No. you rate it as past you. I then. think it's like a negative one. Or two. I'm gonna round up and say negative two. Mm-hmm. Um, this is. I think this is the. F- well, Tom, what would you? Oh rate yeah, it? we go around. Fuck. I'm just ruining everything. Okay, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just not good for anything. <laughs> anyway, uh, I would. I was actually gonna give it a negative two as well. Like it's. Yeah. We'll get no, into it. I gave it a negative two as well. So this is actually a universal agreement. Yeah. We, okay. We all give a negative two. I think. Yeah. Um, it's funny because like, the songs get stuck in my head. The like. The the songwriting isn't bad. They just use the talents for evil. <laughs> like they're they're not, they're not talentless. It's just like offensive what they choose to use the talents for. Um, I know I'll, at least two of these songs will be stuck in my head for probably another year or something. Like just like off and on, yep. I'll find myself humming like. Um, I don't like Rock Fist or something. No, probably not. No, Phenomenon. The title track is pretty catchy. Um, and then yeah. this is a call that one got the ins like is the Giga Radio play, even though it's probably about as phoned in as any ballad can be. Um, I, when I when I was a kid, when did this? What year did this? Oh three, it came out. So I was nine. I don't think I listened to it until a little bit later. I think I was like 
junior high or like maybe late middle school or something um and like back then like middle school court this shit went so hard oh my god this was like the heaviest thing in the, <laughs> the heaviest matter in the universe was uh was thousand for crutch and then there was this album and w- was there another one or was this like the, f- the follow-up i think is the one i remember more. oh the art of breaking yeah because that one had absolute on it which was like my jam yeah yep um I'm listening to it now. Yeah, the memories are coming back. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah, this was. Uh, yeah, this was. Uh, I don't have like an intimate, you know, like tells it for Crutch childhood story, but like this was one of I don't know, maybe like ten or twelve albums or something that I would just listen to like over and over and over and over, and over again on my little jukebox. Yeah. But yeah, it's um. I guess in retrospect, it's pretty generic, below average new metal. And new metal from a starting point is already at like a minus one. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah. so being so being below average, you know, they got they, you're you're climbing up. Their average is already like adjusted. Yeah, <laughs> they have the, they're grading on a curve already. It's just um, it's funny now. You go back and listen. None of the instruments sound good. Like the whole, I just I don't like how the album sounds. Like well, it's like I was gonna say, sorry. they really only know how to write one riff. Yeah. For the entire album, it's all the same. And it's like that for every single song. Yeah. And uh, it's it's like even like ones that start quietly, where you're like, oh, they're trying something different. No, it ends the same. <laughs> like they uh oh man, there's a there's a lot to dig into here um i only ever really listened to two tracks off this album which was phenomenon the title track and rock fist okay, which we yeah. have mentioned before uh everything else was even back when i this was like the stuff that i rocked out to i recognized that all of their music kind of sounded the same like there wasn't enough differentiation between tracks yeah some were just catchier than others i think um I mean if you if so, you go down the list like it's like step to me and last words and faith love like, and happiness are, are like literally all of the same song. <laughs> Is it would you I don't think this counts as rap rock but I think it's close. I think they like try to do it a little bit. Yeah. Well th- that's the connection with like the John Rubin thing, right? Like uh Yeah. He was yeah. on Thousand Foot Crutch's label. And there was that one random out of place song on that album we listened to. Oh, yeah, like this, I remember now. Yeah, the song is just was like weird. A thousand foot crutch song for some reason, <laughs> dude. And they were like, "Oh, I was driving in my car. It hit me like a brick. Where I was like, it like like a, a brick in the head. Where I was like, this sounds like a fucking thousand foot crutch. I I haven't listened to that band since like I don't know. I was like fourteen, and I'm sitting driving my car. I'm twenty eight, and I'm like, this sounds like a thousand foot crutch song. And then I was right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's wild um i just like i have the memories that come in for me for this album and the follow-up was uh i had an mp3 player when i was in like seventh grade and this was like i know i'm gonna sound like a dinosaur but this was like the early early age of mp3 players so it was literally if you picture, it was a one unit, and there was a screen on it with like a skip button, a play button, and like a I don't know, like a shuffle or repeat button or whatever. 
and that part was connected to another part then it kind of made the whole unit and if you slid that out the part with the screen was actually a thumb drive and it was a whopping a massive 16 megabytes wow so i could have up to 11 192 kilobits per second songs <laughs> on this thing and one of them was phenomenon mm. the other one was uh What's that killer? Somebody told me that you oh, had a boyfriend. Um, which song is that? Killers. Yeah, somebody told me. I think is. I think the, yeah, that is the song. Yeah, that's right. But uh, and like I don't. I think there's a Motion City soundtrack song on there or something. <laughs> I don't remember. But uh, so this like it was literally like eleven songs. That was my music library at that time. So, you know, what do you think that was that? like ninth grade? Rough, it was like seventh grade. Okay. It was like 10% of my music library was Thousand Foot Crutch <laughs> at that time. And it was one song. So listening to it again after like not listening to it since roughly that era was quite a trip. Uh, I remember like just loving it. It was like the heaviest thing I ever yeah. heard. Like, you were saying. like it was just so hard because it... Uh, <laughs> Because all the other Christian music you're exposed to if in that kind of environment is like not even remotely that heavy. Yeah, right? th- like, Thousand for Crouch is what Rebellion looks like when like your mom drives you to Christian school every day listening to Chris Tomlin. Yeah, it's like you listen <laughs> to it on your headphones on the way to youth group. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like... Uh, also, another thing is... So... Uh, it's kind of funny to think of my dad he like he grew up in the era of like actual good music right mm. um, like he saw like cheap trick in concert journey Joan Jett and the Blackhearts and like a bunch of these other like titanically huge bands now like that everybody knows particularly like journey but um, and then there was that lull where he has kids and like it kind of drops off and you're like you know you still listen to like those old things every once in a while but there's not really anything new that you can really identify with and especially since we were kind of limited to the spectrum of christian music there wasn't a lot to to pull from but he really likes thousand foot crutch (laughs) and that was one thing where it's like i felt so cool because like i could listen to it my dad was like yeah it's awesome and then we wouldn't like we bonded over a thousand foot crutch funny enough and we saw him at like sunshine and stuff and uh, it's just weird to think about, like the dichotomy of like. Did he did he ever come out and just admit that he did that to be close to you, or did he really like? Did he no, really he did. Like he liked he liked Thousand Foot Crutch. He liked Twelve Stones. He because liked... to be clear, my daughter thinks I love My Little Pony. Right. No, I, I think I was I was <laughs> at the, the age I was at that would probably like if he was just like faking it, I probably would have been able to tell. Okay. I'm not like, trying to poke a hole in it. I was just curious because parents will do a lot for their kids. I was going to say it was sweetie. Yeah, like, for sure. I was, and was, like, I wasn't, yeah. I think it was like a happenstance thing more than anything where it's like he enjoyed it, I enjoyed it, and then we both kind of were like, sure. hey, this is good. And it's just so funny to think about because, you know, obviously nobody listening probably knows my dad. But if you know my dad and then you picture him listening to Phenomenon, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It is funny uh, the picture you've painted of your dad in here because now I've – because I knew him tangentially. I've, I've talked to your dad a number of times. 
and now I have this image of him playing um, uh, the the game where you like driving around that you really liked something eighty eight. Vigilante eight. Yeah, Vigilante eight. Playing Vigilante eight, and listening to Thousand Foot or Crutch, and that's definitely not uh, that's not the version of your dad that I knew. But I yeah, like I, it. I yeah. like it though. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Give your parents a chance. They're people too. They just uh, might not like cool things. True. Sam, <laughs> what did you think about the album? So one interesting thing about me is I'd heard like the call. Is that what the song's called? The call. Uh, this yeah. is a call. The, oh, this I is heard, a call. Yeah. Please. This is a call. I've, I'd I'd heard that song and I'd heard Rock Fist, but I'd never listened to this album. That's a Dove Award winning single. Please show us some respect. I, Dove Award. I actually don't know if that's wow. true. I, I, that was a meme. It uh, might be. <laughs> Are the Dove Awards still happening? I don't what, know. Are there still Dove Awards? Let's find out. I have to know right now because I remember watching. The oh, they, they've never won a Devil Award. They got nominated a bunch of times. GMA <sighs> Devil Awards. I'm telling you. Oh, like, yeah. There's the 53rd GMA Devil Awards are happening. <laughs> I think October Until 18th. about. It all peaked in like 2010 for like Christian, yeah. contemporary Christian influence. And then it's all, it's just been downhill from there. Well, then the Devil won. Just the devil did. Christian music is pretty small. Do, I, I bet you. God came back a little bit during the Trump years, but now it's official. <laughs> we're, in the, we're in the we're in the dark. Surely yeah, somebody like Chris Tomlin or something lost. has won like forty-seven Dove Awards. I remember DC Talk winning like every year. That's what like DC Talk would breathe on an album. And <laughs> I need to find. Can I just Google who's won the most Dove Awards? Oh, I'm sure it's probably Toby <laughs> Mac. You're probably the only person who's ever Googled. <laughs> You're going to get some sort of trophy for being the first person to Google something. Chris Tomlin has won 23 Dove Awards. That makes sense. In 2007, he won six. <laughs> this is so stupid. It's like you make a special award thing for it would it would be like I don't know. Tom, it would be like it would be like the bakery having like the Baker Awards or whatever. And there's there's like I don't know how many people were there's like fifteen people or something. <laughs> uh, is there the, there's congratulations? Yeah, is there any honor in winning a Dove Award? It, like even like people people joke about winning a Golden Globe. Or uh, daytime, or, yeah, daytime, like it's not like it's worthless. Like, what is <laughs> what does that make a Dove Award? If I went to somebody's house and they had a Dove Award, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, you probably would be. I mean, like, I'm impressed by daytime. Like, there was like, what the heck was it? There was like some restaurant that had an Emmy somehow. I don't remember why. Stephen Curtis Chapman. Who wants to guess how, oh, sure. how many Dove Awards Stephen Curtis Chapman has? Oh, he I was can in a only imagine. Then. He was in a heyday. I remember. He oh, was I Christian me- music. You, Him. You just a unlocked a core memory. Yeah, go ahead. I remember uh, <laughs> when I first started my my high school band, Twisted Ink, and was starting to think that I had like some creative. Yeah. So Stephen. Yeah. So Stephen. <laughs> so Stephen Curtis Chapman was on the radio. And it was on every five seconds, if you remember back in the day. And I think it still I is said, on every five seconds. All I said, <laughs> I, all I said was something like, "You know what? I don't really like Stephen Curtis Chapman." And it, I'm not like you're gonna think that I'm just making this up to fit what we're talking about right now. But I remember my mom getting militant and fiery, like a pet, like 
there are only a few times I saw her get like this passionately angry at some at, like one of my hot takes or one of my opinions. Yeah, yeah. And she said something to the effect of, "Well, when you've sold, you know, eight hundred million records in the name of Jesus Christ, maybe then you can say something. But until then, just be quiet and enjoy God's music or something like. <laughs> like that was nice. how it grade Stephen Curtis Chapman was in like the Christian community. He was untouchable. He was the guy. Yeah, he was the guy." He was sitting there. He had black and white music videos of him on like a ranch <laughs> playing yeah. his guitar. Oh, yeah. So I, I would guess he won probably like 38 Dove Awards. Oh, yeah. 58. Oh, wow. I was only up by 20. Did he invent the Dove Awards? <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, fucking outrageous. Uh, okay, I'm done. Okay, one more. Sorry. Michael W. Smith won 40. Ah, uh, Michael nice. W. Smith. Did yeah, Carmen ever win one? Did my man Carmen, rest in peace, ever win a? Award. Oh wait, why does that sound familiar? Because Carmen, Carmen was the man. Carmen was righteous invasion of truth. I wanna riot. Bah, 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 bah. Carmen. Carmen was the man. Mission three sixteen. Oh yeah, that's right. Mission three sixteen. I forgot about that shit. That stupid. No, Damn. Mission three sixteen peaked at ninety four on the Billboard two hundred. Hell yeah. Don't want no monsters in my house tonight. Don't want no monsters awards. in my house. He's he's only won six Dove Awards. Oh, that's I mean, as long as he that's got basically there. zero. He's dead now. Died of a surgery. Is that true? What were they? What were they operating? Shotgun you know? shit all over the bed. No, it was it was actually like a super mi- like it was a minor surgery. He shouldn't have died. Oh shit! He died. <laughs> Damn! He died getting surgery to repair what I have, yeah. which is a hiatal hernia. Yeah, he died. God damn. That's like super routine. You have a hiatal hernia right now? Yeah. How'd you get a hiatal hernia? I don't remember. I think one New Year's I got really drunk and I, I puked a bunch and oh. I've had a hiatal hernia ever since. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, no. No, okay, okay. For the record, for people at home, you might know of a hernia of the thing where like the muscle wall in your stomach or something comes apart and like your guts leak through. That's not what I have, okay? I have um a hiatal hernia, which is where... The the barrier that's like underneath your chest wall that keeps your esophagus separate from your stomach, where like that stops doing its job, and like the top of your stomach and the bottom of your esophagus kind of mash together. Uh, and it's not a big deal. It just means I burp a fuck ton and I get really bad reflux sometimes, and you know it's annoying, but mm-hmm. it's not a huge deal. Every time I hear hernia, all I think of is the Weird Al Yankovic song "Living with a Hernia," which is like a parody of <laughs> "Living in America." No. It's pretty good. Check it out. Weird Al's the man. Weird Al's the man. Anyway, phenomenon. <laughs> so yeah, thousands of questions. This has been. I, I, this has been like a, a classic episode. Uh, People either really like it. Has it. Been, it's, yeah. it's been a throwback to the old days. Like we have not stayed on topic for even more than five minutes, and I love it. It's been yeah, fun. It's the classic. But so anyway, I remember the cover of this album more than I remember actually listening to it. It does um, have a distinct cover. It had cover. a really cool cover, and I remember seeing it everywhere. But whenever I'd listen to it, I didn't like it. And boy, how does that stay true? I'm sorry, I really didn't like this. I <laughs> it was ass rock to the ass rockiest ass rock yep. parallel. Oh yeah, it was. Um, even rock fist, like you kind of want to get into it. Like I see why that song was a hit because you know, put up your rock fist if you're feeling this when you got you know. And there's like that bump, that punchy guitar. But then even it goes into like the chorus and it's terrible. It's like an awful chorus. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, 
And every song sounded exactly oh, the same. Oh, like, no. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, and it, it has like the like the the knockoff Limp Biscuit like a rap rock verse. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I hated the call. I hated that song. Even even as a kid, like the demographic that I was aiming for. I remember it bought like his voice is not good. That's uh, well, at yeah, the end of I the was, day. Yeah. The problem is the guy's voice sucks. And that this is a call. This is a call is just bad. And like it's there's there's a, like every song on this is like him going like yes uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. and then he has like his his own voice echoing behind that going like uh, uh, uh. and it's like the most painful thing to listen to because yeah. he thinks he's singing <laughs> like so soulfully but it's like dude just maybe just play guitar get somebody else to sing please god lyrically it's gibberish I mean, he just rhymes as many words. Total like, gibberish, yeah. He rhymes as many words together, and not even, like, fun words. It's, like, round, bound, down, hound. And, like, that's how you write a Thousand Foot Crutch song. You're like, spot, run. I don't think it ever... I don't think it ever had, like, a full official band lineup. I think it was always just him. And then I think there was a bass player, and I think they just toured with a bunch of session people. Sure, and like I'd buy that. There was never a real band. You know there. what the problem is? The fundamental problem. Go ahead. They're Canadian. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Mm, true, <laughs> actually true. <laughs> That's the core of Fuck the Canadians. issue. Is that if you're Canadian and you think you can amount to anything, you can't. So stop trying. Damn, this is actually crazy. The if you look at the member list, I posted in the Discord from Wikipedia. It's actually impressive that every single every single session person has their own Wikipedia page. They got like uh, apparently like actually real musicians. Phil X additional guitars. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't I know why that's so funny. Phil X. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the uh, he's the newest member on Power. I, re- I really <laughs> like the fact that they're sitting there in the studio and they're ah like, oh, the song's coming together. But needs something, something just to punch it up. And like the one, like Toby Mac, who of course was in the studio because that was what he did back in the day. He's like, I know just the guy. Get me X. Opens up his flip phone. Get me Phil. Oh, Phil Johnson? No. Phil X. Oh, the additional guitar guy. Yeah. He does additional guitars. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Phil X. Works really good with Randy Torres. (laughs) Works really good with Randy. Randy and Phil X together again for the first time since Thousand Foot Crutches phenomenon. Wait, I have to point out the nickname for their drummer, 1999 to 2001. His name is Jeff Laforet, okay? Or Laforet, or however you say that. Look at his nickname, <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> it says, it says, okay, this is the way it says, Jeff Johnny Orbital Laforet. <laughs> Johnny Orbital. <laughs> Johnny Orbital. Holy crap. How do you uh, land that nickname? My, my, name's, my name's Jeff, but my friends call me Johnny Orbital. Uh, yeah, I'm fuck? just going to call you Jeff. <laughs> what do you think Johnny Orbital is doing right now up in I Canada? I don't Let's know. find out. Oh, uh, wait, um, no. He doesn't have a Wikipedia well, I page. I guarantee you he doesn't. He, I'm Googling 99 or 2001. He had a, a massive two-year career. Yeah. That's like one of the dudes from Reliant K. I forget how I felt on the rabbit hole, but he's like in a web app development now. He like develops apps for phones. I, I think only about two that people in all the time. Regular now. Whenever, whenever I'm watching a movie or TV show or wh- whatever, whatever, I, like any kind of media where like somebody kind of made it, you know, like they, like I'm watching them or listening to them, you know, like they 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 accomplish something. 
but like they never really did anything else. I I always think about like that dude's working at like an Ace Hardware now yep. or something. He just has like he's just normal dude, normal job, normal life. And it was this was this one super crazy thing that they did was like yeah. Every once in a while they're like out just a to blip dinner. on the radar. They order yeah. hors d'oeuvres and they're like hey. F- Hey, Johnny Orbital, didn't you used to be in a Christian band? I know you. It's How can anyone forget Johnny Orbital? You played with <laughs> Phil X. Phil X. I mean, I, can, what was Phil X like tell, in the studio? What, what did he did he drink coffee? What kind of how do you like his coffee? Phil X, I mean. Did he need, did he need a chicken coop? Did he masturbate in a chicken coop to porn? We all did. Back in the day that was how you made a record. It was the only way too. Also, Jesus. But anyway, yeah, I didn't like this album. I didn't like yeah, this album. I didn't like this album. I didn't either. enjoy it. I had no fun. And I, it was kind of a bummer because I expected myself to have like a little bit of like goofy enjoyment from it. Like, oh, this is kind of silly. But no, I deliberately and and factually could not stand every song. Damn. Okay, wait. I'm sorry. This is the last bit of Thousand for Chris trivia. Okay. All right. The only official drummer they ever had as like. Of like a member of the band left after two years to form Three Days Grace. Oh, <laughs> oh what the? <laughs> that's hilarious. Really? That's hilarious. That's Neil Sanderson wow. is his name. Wow. Sanderson. Wow. All right. Well, we should do the nostalgia thing. rating for this one, I think. Sure. If, like, oh, nostalgia. This, this was a five. This came out. Yeah. This was a five for, th- for 2003, Corey, for this sure. This was probably a, a four or a five. Well, actually, I think it would probably would have been a four because I did think their music kind of sounded the same even back then. I would have given this either a zero or a negative one because I know, I know for a fact that I hated okay. this as a call. And I hated it so much that I didn't even like, even though I thought the album cover was really cool. It was one of those. Did you ever go to like the Christian bookstore? And it was really cool. They had like a little scan. Bible and book, baby. And you could scan the CD and listen to a little bit of every track. That was, oh, the, yeah. that was the best thing I on the totally planet. forgot about that. I spent hours at that thing. And uh, I remember thinking this album looked really cool, but I hated the call song so much that I didn't even, I didn't, it wasn't even worth a scan on that machine. I thought that's how I found Five Iron Frenzy. Oh, same. Day. Yeah, I loved that thing. That was pretty dank. Uh, yeah, man, the golden age of CDs, man, it's yeah. wild. Yeah, it's over. It is. Dude, I totally that, Sam. That's like a core member. That's something I never would have thought about ever. Yeah, until I died. It's in, it's in the was that little machine where you scan the fucking barcode. Yeah, that's some yeah. arcane. <laughs> it's in the same vein as like the Nintendo sixty four at the Walmart, where you yeah. play like Mario Party. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh man, this is sick. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's another so album. Tom, there. it's your it's your turn to pick, there, eh? Uh, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let me think. Let's get it sorted of, before I'm we. I'm trying forget. to get into this era. Um. All right. Well, it was bound to happen, and we were talking a Go little on. bit about it. But Reliant K. Mm-hmm. Sure. As formidable album. For, for, not formidable. Formative. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for this album. <laughs> it's it's too tough. It's too big. Uh, no. Uh, the whole next episode is just a mm-hmm album. As far as I, formative I love albums mm-hmm go, I think mm-hmm is probably the reason that I started getting into music at all. Yep. So, not to hype it up or anything. I, but, I uh, happen to know for a fact that I like that album a lot. I'm pretty excited I, yeah, to listen to it's it. It's something I still regularly listen to, so... yeah. It might not be that interesting of a segment next episode, but we'll find out. But there's lots of stuff to talk about. So 
I haven't been down the Reliant K rabbit hole in a long time, so I'm down. Yeah. They're one of the few Christian bands that I think are actually legitimately talented outside of the realm of like talking about Jesus. They're definitely like yeah. they're definitely one of my core bands. They were definitely they came in that heyday of pop punk. Yeah, and their first album is literally just a Blink One Eighty Two ripoff. It's so oh, funny yeah. going with back better, with that. better lyrics. That's a hot take. <laughs> uh, <laughs> was anybody ever listening to Blink One Eighty Two for the lyrics? Uh, I was. Just wait until we get to my next pick. Uh, All right, uh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna break the mold of Christian music. Yeah, because because there's an evol- so there's like I said there's three albums that I want to go through if, if we ever get through all of the ones that I have to pick, and I'm doing them in order of how they happen. So there was John Rubin, which was the first album that I remember being like, oh this is this is music, this is cool. Then the next stage of the evolution was very important. Then there was a final stage, and the final boss. Yeah, to when things got a little bit different, but. That's all later to come. Reliant K is great because I was definitely listening to mm -hmm, when it came out a lot. Yeah. So tune in next time. Actually, listen to the album first, then tune in next time. But, uh, well, boys, I actually have to work tomorrow bright and early. So do I. So we might have to pinch this this crazy thing. This crazy thing. Yeah. Um,. <clears throat> I have to work too, but that just entails waking up in my fucking hotel room. In, in hell. <laughs> in hell. <laughs> well, as always, thanks for listening. Oh, you forgot something there, Buster Brown. Oh, shit. I re- I You're right. Yeah, yeah. Actually, for, we forgot two things. We'll have to do the circle next podcast. Well, I don't think any, any of you watch it. So I, no, I have I, a, I think a spicy we, I, vote. I have a, And that's that we are done with the circle because there's not yeah. going to be anything new to say about it. No, it's going to be like yeah, it's TV. True. I mean, I think after the last episode, especially, it's like, yeah, it's yeah, okay. I'm okay with it. It's it says zero. Hype on the house scale. is yeah. just so hateable. Totally not offensive. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. What did we learn today? I learned that we're all just one shotgun shit away from the abyss. <laughs> and I learned that your moral superiority only goes as far as what is able to be grown in a lab. True. Yeah, that's actually a super true. Like, put that on my tombstone. And I learned that the Devil Wars are fucking worthless. You just <laughs> you learned two things. There's, this there's time. my this is my pickup for if I change my mind oh. later. All right, <laughs> all right, all right. Fair enough. Now we have Thinking to talk, ahead, now we have to reference you making two decisions for what. Now we learn. can just leave that. It people people can wonder what we took out. That's true. Yeah. Which is the, one of the lost things. Like, if you go back and listen to that episode where you did the axe. I'll literally just cut yeah. out the ad read, and everything else will stay the same. <laughs> just, oh, no! <laughs> that That'd be way worse. Be the that worst. would be way worse. <laughs> oh, God. It's all got to go or it's all got to stay in. It's like mutually assured destruction. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I'll, I'll sleep on it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, stay hard, America. Stay hard, America. Thanks for joining us. Yes. Bye. We love you. Bye. Bye.